Peace to God. Bro, you sound like you me? Okay, that's better. I keep forgetting to put the mic in front of my face. Um, I'm so used to just having the phone in my hand. Um, let's try this again. Assalamu alaikum, brother. Peace to the God. Peace to the universe. Uh, do you hear any strange hum or static? No, nah, bro, but you said you got a microphone now, so it sounds like you upgraded. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, this is a conversation between two black men about mental health. Um, as a disclaimer, this does not constitute um, medical advice or analysis of anyone in specific, just a conversation uh, between two black men about black mental health. Uh, also, uh, the views expressed here are not the views of Anchor or anyone else. This is a show where we try to um, put a humoristic side and a humanistic side to um, a serious topic. And and we could also talk black ideology um, um, or black sure. thought um, also. Yes, sir. So the conversation is open uh, to anyone, and we appreciate any listeners. Um, how you doing tonight, brother? Uh, I won't complain, bro. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I, I won't complain, bro. Um, I, I've, it's been an interesting day, but um, <laughs> oh man, I, I won't complain. <laughs> I know the feeling, brother. Um, my uncle used to always say, uh, I won't complain because ain't nobody listening anyway. <laughs> and even and even if they are listening, there's not much they can do. So There you go. I told, um, told my daughter, um, put your focus and energy into the things that you can change about yourself. But do not expect to change anything in anyone because that person that they show you who they are, that is exactly who they are. Well, in, in, in psychology, we call that um, autoplastic versus uh, alloplastic, mm. right? And so autoplastic is when you work on changing things within yourself, mm. right? That's auto. And mm. alloplastic is when you try to change the things around you. Mm. So you need to look at your situation and determine which is more feasible. Can you know, is it more feasible to change, you know, yourself or is it more feasible to change your environment? Right. So if we look at people like a Malcolm X and a Martin Luther King, they were almost uh well you you can you can kind of say that they were um alloplastic mm-hmm. um and that they, they attempted to change the world around them. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Malcolm in and of himself, he tended to be more autoplastic where he first started with himself mm. and then he attempted to change the world around him. Mm. Indeed. It, it's funny that you uh, mentioned this autoplastic. Um, and what's the other one? Autoplastic and alloplastic. Alloplastic. Um, because I was listening to a couple of... Um, prison stories on YouTube. Mm-hmm. My new 
form of TV entertainment since I don't have cable, unfortunately. Um, and it it's so interesting to hear these stories. One, because they're dangerous and tells the story is he's, he's very good at uh, storytelling. Um, but the other thing that's interesting is the psychology that goes into this survival mode where all of the rules that you would think apply in a lawful society are not followed in this prison system. In all prison systems. Right. And you have to mentally adjust your mind to either go into beast mode or be animalistic in in your uh, approach and thinking or you're going to be abused. You know, it, it, interesting enough um, that they that we're having this conversation about that because I was having a conversation on um, at some point during this week um, mm-hmm. um, with some people, and I was saying what was interesting to me is twenty six years ago to this day, mm. I was I was sitting in a jail cell in Washington D.C. Wow. facing facing thirty years. Mm. Right. And not only was I facing 30 years, but I was facing 30 years um fed time. Wow. Right. And so and, and what I mean by that is people that have been incarcerated know that if you get locked up facing fed time, fed time um is like ninety-five, ninety seven ninety eight percent chance that you ain't gonna win. Right. You know, so I was facing some serious time. Mm. And so I was saying 26 years today, I was sitting in a jail cell facing that time. Mm-hmm. But th- but today I'm home. But I'm but I'm home and 26 years later, this is what I've done in those 26 years. Mm. You know, I've graduated, you know, from undergrad, graduated from a master's, uh, a master's degree, graduated with a doctoral degree, and become a licensed therapist. So I'm, I'm, I'm I saying, wish to repeat that for the audience because it's very important that they hear that we went from survival mode thinking to empowerment mode thinking. What? Tell them of those three achievements you just did. Yeah, so I was I was simply saying that twenty six years ago to, to today, right? If you if I went back twenty six years ago in my life, I was sitting in a, a jail cell facing thirty years in 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 prison, fed time, and I was able to be blessed to come home. And twenty six years later, the things that I've been able to accomplish, you know, you know, just from an academic standpoint, you know, um, graduate from undergrad, get a bachelor's degree, graduate from graduate school, get a master's degree, then graduate from doctoral school and then end up with a doctoral degree, then end up with a licensure, you know, and, and been able to do clinical therapy, you know, with people, you know. Um, Amen, brother. Hold on. That, that is an amazing 
an amazing accomplishment, not just once, but multiple times over that you were able to make these achievements and turn your life around. Yeah, bro. It's, it's, it's uh, you know, and so it's, it's, it's not enough to say or to introduce myself as Dr. You know, Wayne Moore, mm-hmm. but to say, you know, you know, introducing myself as Dr. Wayne Moore today, mm-hmm. right? But but to look back and say, 26 years ago, this is where I was. Wow. Right. And 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 again, here I am, a guy 26 years ago, facing 30 years in federal prison. But if we're going to go back further, I'm a I'm a guy that grew up grew up on welfare and food stamps mm. in the projects. You know, I was a street dude all of my life for the most part. Mm. And these are the generational curses that uh, black people face, no matter what their um, economic background. You could just be in the neighborhood, and these things are going to be your obstacles in life. And if you're not careful, you can fall into this trap. Well, it, it's not even if you're not careful. But the, the reality is, and, and if I was speaking to a group of black men, I, I would say to them, you know, I'm, I'm not even going to say to them, be careful. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the reality is this is. I don't care how careful you are. It is designed for you to fall. So those of you that fall, it is because it was designed for you to fall. The mm-hmm. ones of you that don't fall, you're, you're going to be the exception to the rule. So I'm going to look in the room and say, which one of you guys are going to be the exception to the rule? Because the majority of you all won't be. Wow. And that is real life. That is real black life. Mm. Um. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, you talked about the autoplasty and the alloplasty. Um, can can we see if we can get an analogy of that in prison life and how people have to adapt to their surroundings? Okay, so in this yeah. case, this is a animalistic. Um, yeah, no, no laws. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 what I can tell you is, um. What I learned, you know, in terms of um, being incarcerated and not knowing if I was going to come home again ever, is that I had to adjust to the environment, mm. right? I, I and, 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 and here's the thing, what I want think, people to think about why they're committing any crimes or think about committing any crimes or all the rest of that stuff. When you're on the outside, right, and, and quote unquote the free world, you have the freedom, the option to, mm. to, 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 to change the autoplastic. And what I mean, the autoplastic is you. Mm. You have the freedom, the liberty to change who you are. Right? But when you go to jail, you no longer have that right. Mm. You, you left that right on the street. Because now you're going into an environment where nobody cares about who you are. You know, right. you trying to change yourself in there is a different is, is something going to be completely different. Mm. You are going to have to adapt to that environment, mm. and you trying to change that environment is going to be helpless. It's going to be right. futile, right? Because you you're going to trying to change yourself in there may be almost futile if you're not around the 
certain people. Like, it, it, well, well, and and yeah, absolutely. Because you, I mean, most people go in there. A lot of people go in there. and They're able to change themselves, but they're able to change themselves because of what they surround themselves with, mm. right? You know, so a lot of and what I mean by that is a lot of people go in and they become Muslim. Mm. You know, they become something. They become a part of some group. Mm. And I don't know still that that's allowing them to really self-actualize, right. which is what uh, Maslow talked about, right, in terms of self-actualization. You know, and the highest, and, and because he said your your um, basic needs need to be met before your before you can actually get to that, the 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 top of the pyramid chart, which was self actualization. But if you if you're gonna be in jail, you know, your basic needs and all that, I guess, you know, food, clothing, shelter, prison is gonna provide that for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so your next level is probably gonna be safety. Mm. Right, and so now safety is gonna be okay. How do I stay safe in in this environment? You're probably gonna have to join on to something other than yourself to be safe. Mm. And that is where the help and the problem lies, because um, at some point, even with the Muslims in the prison, and the guy that was telling me these YouTube stories was a Muslim in prison. Um, he he uh, converted to Islam in prison. Absolutely, <laughs> and um, he started out <laughs> as a thug from the streets. Yeah. And uh, when he got to jail, he ran into a beef with uh, some bloods, and that beef would ultimately uh, transform him to converting to Islam, not necessarily for protection. But because uh, he fought them for, for over a year in Rikers Island uh, before even joining Islam, because he wasn't scared. But what he didn't realize was that his mentality on the street did not apply in the prison. And partially the reason for, for that not being applicative in prison, you can be as tough as you want out in the street is because there is a gang mentality or gang psychology um, in prison that says that you either follow these rules or you're going to get abused. Well, bro, but the, the difference is, you know, as thug as you are or as gangster as you are in the street, it's different, right? Because mm-hmm. the difference is if I walk out, of the, if I walk out my door mm-hmm. and every day I go seek something, or mm-hmm. I make a conscious decision to get in this and get in this up with somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still able to go home at night or right. to go somewhere else. Right. Right. But and and so that means I can choose my environment when I want to choose that environment, mm-hmm. right? When when I'm in the street. But in jail and in prison, it's different. You mm-hmm. don't get to choose your environment. So the dudes that you could avoid on the street when you wanted to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Or avoid a day of X, Y, and Z when you could avoid it. Mm-hmm. You had the luxury to do that. You don't. And and jail, that's not a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, if if you are a gangster, and you uh, thugging, you gangster and thugging every day, all day. The people <laughs> that you could have avoided or tried to avoid, 
you can't avoid them. Mm. This is you. This is what you live in every day. It is a everyday hell. Mm. It is is like a real life hell that you're living every day. Mm. And imagine it, that for thirty years. I'm mad, bro. Let me tell you, I, I bro, to this day, I'm telling you, man, I got, I still have PST, P, mm. PSTD about a PTSD, mm. uh, uh, just about certain things, you know, like. You know, I remember when I first came home, man, like um, closing doors and opening doors, mm -hmm. you know, how it used to mess with me psychologically, mm. you know, because in jail, you don't you don't control when the doors open and close. Right. You know, and so, you know, like loud, um, you know, like at night, man, it's like being in a freaking um, an asylum, mm -hmm. you know. You need to hear people screaming and yelling all night long. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's like being in a, 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 a like a mental hospital, bro. <laughs> you know, wow. it's, it's it's just crazy the things that you that you're hearing and that you're seeing and people screaming. You know, put that put those bats away. <laughs> and what they're talking about is like dudes like sword fighting, dick fighting. Mm. You know. You know, and people arguing and yelling, and people, you know, saying when the door swinging, when the door swing, you swing. That means in the morning, you know, when it's breakfast time, and that, you know, they pop them doors. You know, right, bruh, it's coming. You know, and it's just so, man, bro. I, I used to write about this shit, man. Like every night is to just be like living in a hellhole, bro. Wow, it's, it's like death on earth wow and that is um, what we're talking about tonight this is black mental health uh, with my host Dr. Moore and this is MF Doug um, that survival psychology that you have to adapt in prison and um, the positive side of that is that once you came out of your situation 30 years ago, um, you took the same mentality to survive, to actually in, do some self-improvement or that um, alloplastic uh, um, energy or thinking to improve your life so that you wouldn't ever have to go back to a situation like that. Yep, because here's the thing, Bob. There are people that talk it, and then there's people that live it. And, mm. and what I realized is that, you know, it wasn't enough to say, um, I'm not going to be a part of that. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z. But, you know, when you step away from that lifestyle that you lived all your life, that's a whole nother fear. Right. right. Because now people are going to say you're different, you know, you know, you ain't keeping it real. You fake. You got. You got to go through all and and to live with that. Most people don't want to do that or can't do that. Right. Right. So to embrace that other side is something different. And I ain't talking about being a snitch. I'm just saying I ain't. I'm not snitching on nobody. You know, I'm just saying, bruh, I understand what it is to be a gangster. Right. A, a real life gangster to be about that life. Mm -hmm. But what I know for sure is. You know, 
I don't respect nobody who ain't been locked up, right? In 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 the sense of street ideology and street life, mm-hmm. if you ain't never been locked up for a significant amount of time, and you and you screaming you a gangster, <laughs> I, I I it's hard for me to respect that, right? <laughs> because it now, if 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 you've done that time and you come back and you're ready to do it again, mm-hmm. what I mean by respect is. I'm respect. I'm respectful enough to move out of your way, right? Right, because I know that you know that you know that it maybe don't mean nothing to you. Maybe you don't have nothing to lose. And the worst person to run into in the streets is 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 like the same person to run into in prison and in jail. Hmm. And that is the person that who that has nothing to lose. Nothing. Right. So if you a person that's trying to obtain something, you need to stay out of those people's way, mm. right? So, so for me, because I realize that now, when I run into somebody that consider himself a real nigga, a gangster mm. nigga, I, 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 you know, I step, I step to the side because I'm like, right. you know what, you, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't mean to me what it means to you, right? And and so I'm willing to bow out. I'm willing, right. you know, that's not my battle. My battle ain't with you. My beef ain't with with you. And and whatever beef that you have going on, you know, I want you to, you know, go where you need to go, get what you need to get with that. But I don't want to be in your way. So if I'm standing in your way, excuse me, mm-hmm. you know, I'm gonna move on because I know what's I, I I for me I know what that street life brings. I know what that gangsterism means. I know what that jail and that prison sentence means. And I know. I'm serious about saying I don't want that. Mm. And so I'm and and the brothers and sisters that do, I'm about it. I'm a, I'm I get out of the way. And that's why you've heard me a number of times on this podcast say, you know, I ain't trying to be in their lane. I I, I respect right. it. I'm I'm I I'm no I'm no longer there. Right. I, I, I was there. And so if someone wanna say, well, you wasn't never really gangster, you know what? Fine. I'll take that too, because exactly. I'm 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 not gonna really argue and go back and forth with you about whether or not you consider me a real gangster, no gangster. I, you know what? I I've done my time with that. Right. And and whatever your definition is of it, you can have it. Exactly. I'm done with it. I don't want anything that comes with that. <laughs> nah, bro. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. And, and 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 maybe had not I come to where I am might be different. That right? is correct. Because I would probably have less to lose. But right. at this point in stage in my life, nah, bro, I'm good. You got a lot to lose. Yeah, and a lot head. to be thankful for. Uh, yeah. One of the things about prison it, that uh, made sense when you said it depends on who takes it serious and how serious they take it, whether they um, get out of prison because uh, it's something called recidivism. When most of the people that get out cannot adjust to society, 80%. they wind up going back. That is a scary number, brother. 80 percent, bro. Wow. Eighty percent. That means of the people one, that come out, eight out of it, every ten people are gonna go back to the hell it, that they've just faced within five years. Wow. Eighty percent. Wow, that is crazy. That it, it it's a tough subject to um, even discuss. Um, 
one of the other things that he was saying was that um, in prison, there there's something um, once you let go of the gangster mentality, although nothing is a, is safe in prison, there is like a neutral place for people that just want to do their time. Um, but you you cannot sit in these chairs. It's it's so funny that the mentality and the psychology behind it is these white plastic chairs, and it's for all of the gang gangsters and all of the people that are going to put in work. Those are the only people that can sit in the day room in the plastic chairs. You can go in the day room because you want to watch TV too, but you have to stand against the wall or there's a little metal uh, railing that you can lean against and you can watch TV. It's real. For the most part, hopefully it hurts you. That's real. Isn't that but crazy? It's not well, it's it's crazy on the outside world, it's not crazy on the inside world. Right. Which right. is what I'm trying to get these yeah. young to understand. I wanted to paint a picture for you of yeah. how your reality is gonna change from you being able to go out your door and get a job to being relegated to a railing just for your safety, because safety is the number one issue in prison. Yeah. But you but you know what? I don't know how much you and I could emphasize or talk about it, and not mm-hmm. that we shouldn't, but it, it's almost like you really won't understand it until you go through it, mm-hmm. right? Until you until you've been there. But you know, while you know, if you can, I'm having a conversation with you, and you can have some type of um, glimpse into you know that reality and say, "Man, I don't want it." Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe that might save someone else. But I can tell you, I was not a person that you could have sold me on um, <laughs> listening to somebody's story, right? It wasn't enough for me. I would probably have to go, go through it. But, you know, yeah, man, and there, there are things that are going to happen, things that you're going to see that is going to be jail life or prison life that you're not going to talk about on the outside world. Mm-hmm. You're going to see things, you're going to hear things, and things are going to go on mm-hmm. that you are going to you ain't. I mean, you're gonna see this. It's gonna be like unreal, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be like, no, that's that's just a jail thing. Right. And 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 when you come out of jail, you, I, you don't, you don't talk about it. You know, right. it's, it's it's things that happen in there. It's traumatized. It's it's, it's like, wait a minute, I, it is it, just, bruh. I, it you know they say it's just a jail thing or it's a prison thing. Mm-hmm. You you don't talk about the, the people, you don't talk about what you saw, right? You know, and to live with that is a yeah, it that is trauma. Mm. It is trauma. It is like you know having a abusive sexual family member abuse you, and someone saying you you don't talk about it. Wow. That could be your reality out in the universe, uh, which is one of the reasons we brought this topic up when we discuss black mental health. We're going over different issues, but tonight um, it really touched me mentally and uh, emotionally to listen to this brother's story. And his, his um, 
reason for telling these stories was not to glorify his um, toughness, but rather to convince people that there are better things to do with your life. And so and a lot of other brothers have these ministries once they come out. And maybe that is what's keeping them out of prison. Yeah, bro. Look, bro, I I remember one of the things that stuck out in my head. And I I heard brother um, Wale and and, uh, brother Gilly, they have a podcast that they do. Mm-hmm. And brother Wale Wallow, whatever I think he he did twenty years in prison, and he talked about, um, and I don't remember exactly why he went to prison. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was robbery or something like that. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the things that he talked about, and one of the things that stood out in my head, um, dudes on the street that would not work in a McDonald's or a pie factory, right? Mm. But with big time drug dealers and you know, you know, made tons and tons and made millions of dollars, but wouldn't ever reduce themselves to working into these working in any low income job, mm. but would go to jail or go to prison and and bent over backwards to work in a kitchen, mm. right? Or to or or to be on detail. And mop floors, and you know, just so they can have extra time out of the sale, just so that they can have extra food. It, it, it you know, it's it, it's weird. It's like, damn, this nigga, you know, was selling keys. This nigga was doing X, Y, and Z. But in here, these these big time niggas, niggas not want to respect them on the street. These niggas in here mopping floors, mm. you know, serving food. You know, these are big time dudes. Mm-hmm. In in jail doing bullshit work they would never do on the street. Right, and and that is the reduction of your life's um, ambition of being put together in that prison. It yeah. we are at the thirty minute mark, brother, and uh, this has been a very interesting conversation. I'd like to continue it when we come back for another thirty minutes, and uh, mm-hmm. let's talk about reform, not necessarily the reform of the prison, because that may be something that you cannot change, even though it needs to change uh, from a governmental standpoint. But let's talk about the reform of the way you think, not only in prison, but out here in the prison of this uh, wilderness of North America that we're in, and see if we can make some changes in uh, that are successful would lead to successful life when we come back. This is Black Mental Health. I am MF Doug and my host, Dr. Moore. Peace, Peace. to the universe. Peace to the God. <laughs>